Welcome back to Opa Podcast, episode 69. Uh, no decimals here today. It is a normal episode because the gophers are the only reason why we don't have specials or can't have nice things. So I'm joined today by our two other hosts. Soup, say hi. Hello. And Wyatt. I am unfortunately here. Yeah. And uh, Griffin is unavailable due to uh, work commitments, but if he is able to get done sooner, he will jump on, hopefully. Um, but to go from there, um, the recap, uh, the Gophers were defeated by Michigan, a huge 52-10 to 10 victory. Um, the largest margin Michigan has won this season so far. Um, and I don't know if it was a good thing. The Gophers scored double digits on Michigan after six games. <laughs> I don't know if that is a seldom victory or not. Um, I'll start out with two positives. Um, our man, Dragon Kesich, our kickoff and field kicker, scored a career-high 54-yard field goal in the first half of this game. Banger. An absolute banger. Absolute banger. That kid has got a leg. Which is amazing. We knew this guy had talent, and usually we don't always... like. It's, it's been special teams has been a problem except for him. <laughs> I know Wyatt also wants to talk about Mark Crawford, but we'll get to that eventually. And then... Just say, Mark Crawford has not been a problem, per se. <laughs> but... Yeah. Hmm. But moving on from there, uh, before the half, he, he hasn't been a problem, but he also hasn't helped um, at all. Mm, yeah. But we'll get to that, and then other positive. What a great touchdown from Ethan to Daniel Jackson to end the first half. But as the pauses, I'll leave there. Um, I'll give the floor to Soup and Wyatt to uh, talk about the rest of this game. <laughs> So that DJX touchdown oh, is right in front of my uh, seats. Like that's like right by, like we had a perfect view of it. Like from yeah. where our seats were, it was awesome. So like that was super cool. Um, happy for him. That's a great play. Um, Ethan, that's a good play. Um, I'm happy. The Dragon, the Dragon kick was also like really cool. Cause that was like, okay, like you, you need points here. Like, if we already make this a game, this could, this is a point where like we could really like you know come back. You know what I mean? Like we can like like we can get some we can start rolling from here. Like oh, it's we, a you know, huge moment of momentum. I think it like, was the second most uh, win probability added of the game. That yeah, that tracks. Yeah, that Dragon Kessage kick added six point seven points of win percentage for the Gophers. That's it was the second largest something. swing in the game. Yeah. Yeah. It's the second largest swing in the game. The third being the Daniel Jackson touchdown. So pretty crazy. I, th I think we're all aware of, of the first. What do you, what do you think it is? I, I'm going to go with, it's that first pick six. Is probably the largest swing in the game. Fifteen percent. Yeah, by a by a margin. And that was like, 
Whoa, that was a, like I had a really good view of it from where we were, and I was just like, "What are you looking at?" You know, like from our from my angle, it was like I just saw the corner sit down, and I was like, "Don't throw that!" And he threw it, and I was like, "No." And it happened again later in the game. He did the, the second, same thing. Second one, or they're both, you know, pretty good plays by Michigan. Like, like a lot of this comes with like parentheses. Michigan might be the best team in the country. Yeah. So that fair, very true and very fair. So that team, I mean, that team is good. Um, I would not be surprised if that team is holding a national title trophy above its head at the end of the year. And so, like, kudos to them if they do it. Yeah, like they've, it'd be sick. It's the Big played, Ten team winning. Let's go. They've played in a way that says we deserve this, and that's like good on them. So, Can't fault them. So yeah, so that but, th- that first pick to me, like from from my vantage point, maybe not from his angle, but from my vantage point, it looked really bad. And then the second one, I thought was just kind of a nice play by their linebacker. He's getting blitzed. He knows where his hot read is, but guess what? So does the linebacker, and he just you know slides under. He never sees him. So I think that's fair to say they looked very similar from my angle. But I could see how they would potentially look different from where Ethan is sitting and potentially look different from where you are sitting. Yeah. For sure. I really thought the second one was a better play than the first play. The first play, I was like, dude, there's three white jerseys around that guy. What are we doing here? This one was a boneheaded throw, for sure. Yeah. So. And I think the second one was a little bit more panicked and, and makes I think it's because, a little bit more sense. And I think it's because our passing concepts have just gotten so predictable. And I think it's because, like, like this is something I think if we want to, like, just kind of harp on with the offense, it's that, like, they're yeah. still not letting Ethan get enough reps throwing the ball. They, I still feel like they are expecting so times. much from him on every throw. Yeah, he threw, what, 15 times all game? I mean, yeah, you have no room for error against these teams like Michigan. And why, like you said, he is 15 times per game. You know, it's just like like that's not acceptable for a kid that you were like so excited about being the future of your program. You know what I mean? Like, like you were like all in on this kid in the, from a recruiting standpoint, and yeah. like let him let him go. Like, just yeah, there's gonna be bad plays, but I feel like a lot of these picks are becoming like you you throw that six yard out. Like you you if you if you're calling fifteen pass plays a game, let's say twenty. And five, he scrambles, right? Let's say you're calling 20 passes in a game where you run 73 plays, right? First of all, or 56, what is that, scrimmage plays? Still, 23, like 20-ish, you're calling 20 runs a game. It's just not enough for him to get going. He's still a young player. Like, this is really his first season still of experience. And I just do not think, like, the passing game is too vanilla. And they go away from it immediately when anything goes wrong. And every, I, I think every throw for him, he feels so much, like, pressure to yeah. complete that, like, it, you're he's pressing. And it's just like... It's a gotta have a throw every time in his limited throws that he can, can make in they, each game. They now. threw the ball five like, times in the second half. Every time you put him in that situation where he's just under so much pressure to make the throw, 
the chances of a mistake go up astronomically. It's just he's a he's a young player who's not gonna, you know, learn if you put him in a situation where he's gonna fail. Where and it, like that's just the option that he has is like fail. Yeah. Yep. And then like you know, every throw is like a clear passing situation. You just got guys flying at him with their ears pinned back, you know? And I thought the offensive line, like, you know, Michigan's got a really good front. Like, it's a tough assignment, and I don't think it went that well for them. So yeah. he was like, you know, he'd pressure all day in his face. He was getting flushed from the pocket. He couldn't really stand in there and deliver. You know, the one time he does, it's a touchdown down the field. So love that. But like he spends the rest of the game running for his life, basically. And then being asked to convert, you know, big third downs or get big chunks on second and long or whatever. And it's just not a recipe for success. And at this point, like it's got to be PJ at this point, because we've had three offensive coordinators and it always looks the same. You know what I mean? Like, it always looks the same. Like, if the passing game isn't working, we just go into the shell. We just don't do it. And, like, that can't happen anymore. It's This is ridiculous, you know? But then Somebody I do... has to put their foot down and say it and up is enough. Yeah. But I do want to say this, though. And I know um, Laurens didn't chime into this game recently. Um, at, to all of our viewers and listeners Lorenz doesn't really jump onto the group chat or on the pod again he's busy but when when Lorenz comes on it's not always good and I think he made a note which I totally agree with and I and I if, if I'm playing a little bit of devil's advocate here soup I think the only OC that PJ was able to be successful with the kind of offense he wants to run was Kirk Shiraka you know, from sure. start till 2019. Obviously, Kirk left in 2020 and 21. Under That's when we had Mike Sanford. Then Kirk came back again for um, 22 last year. And the offense looked more like what we've been seeing mm-hmm. uh, or what we like to see. And now with Greg Harbo Jr., um, who is our primary play caller, even though it's co-offensive coordinator, quote-unquote, it's, it's Greg Harbo um, calling most of the plays. And of the three coordinators, Mike and Harbo have not been able, or Sanford and Harbo have not been able to make what PJ wants to do versus Kirk. And and obviously we see Kirk doing well at Rutgers. Um, and it makes me miss him even more because Kirk knows like, hey, we know he, I know what PJ wants to run. I can make it work with the talent that we have. Hence, we had a season like 2019. Mm-hmm. Um, or last year where we still won nine games. But outside of that, you're right. Like the offensive quarters we've had so far with this kind of offense has been very vanilla and a shell of what it used to be. And I don't know. Well, I just don't. Well, because I think they're still trying to like ramp Ethan up and do the things that like he's good at and that he likes to do. And I think he likes throwing those like six yard outs and stuff that, you know, he gets those interceptions on these sideline balls that he's trying to, th- to throw, you know, with, with, uh, you know, with velocity. Cause like, that's what he's good at. And I get that they keep going back to that, but it's to the point where you're putting so much of a tendency up because your passing game is not diverse enough because you don't take enough time to develop it or do anything 
with it if it doesn't work automatically. And it's just like, that's what's going to happen with a young guy who makes mistakes. But like, you're not leaving him any room for error. It just doesn't make sense. I'd love to see them put him in a situation where like, he doesn't have to, you know, go out and be the guy every time he's got to make a throw. I mean, Wyatt, they threw the ball five times in the second half when they were down three scores. And I, you know. That's not acceptable. <laughs> like, uh, Yes, obviously not acceptable. Like, and have some me, pride. What are we looked, doing here? It looked like they had just given up completely. Yeah. And, you know, I think they had. And that's that's an, that's the biggest indictment of PJ from this game, is you you just gave up. You didn't even try to put up any more points. Yeah, you were just trying to like not let it get any worse. And it was getting worse. Yeah, and then it got worse, and then you were like, "Well, well it can't get worse than that. It it can't get worse." <laughs> it. And I think, yeah, at the end of the day, this game, there's a lot that went wrong. And we're all aware of that. But, you know, it's it falls on PJ. What's up, Griff? You get. How are we doing? Good. We're talking about uh, the decision to throw five times in the second half while you're down three scores. Um, it's absolutely terrible just in the fact that when your quarterback's QBR is the exact same as the uh, completions that he has, that's when you know you have a problem. Like, I just don't understand the play calling in general in the second half where it's you're down that many scores and you're like, let's keep running the ball. Like, you need to change it up. Like, what is with the play calling? Because like, at this point, this about. is our ceiling. Like, I, I guess this is our season, guys, for the entire season. Like, PJ's, one of PJ's first years, you know, we lose by Michigan by a lot, but it's still less than what we lost to recently. Like, this is this is the go for ceiling this year, I guess. And I do not see that changing whatsoever. Yeah, I think they really have a lot of work to do this by, and I think it mainly comes from the head coach, because Griff, to your point, I really think he's the reason why the play calling is this way. I don't think Greg Harbaugh necessarily or Harbo or whatever wants to like s sit there and call runs all game. You know what I mean? I don't think that's why he took the job. So, I mean, he's the quarterback coach. You think he wants this guy just handing the ball off every play? I don't, I don't think so. I think this comes from the top. I think this comes from the way PJ thinks they can win games. And for some reason, his like insane risk aversion at times, but it's inconsistent because then they, you know, you burn 90 seconds off the clock before the half, and then you decide to uh, throw a touchdown pass and like try, but you for you spend that whole drive burning clock instead of chasing points, and then you're rewarded for it at the end. And it's just like, but this is, the, how did we get here? Like he just like. I don't understand why what he's so afraid of. You know what I mean? Like, like that whole game, it was like, dude, like you started the game with a pick six. This literally cannot get any worse. Like, just just let it all hang. And he just is so so afraid. And I don't know of what. And it's I think just the nature of the pass plays too. It's like you're throwing it 
you threw you threw the first pick six on on the outside where it's easy for a DB to jump the route, which is exactly what happened. Especially like, when you run it. like seven different pass plays and that's it. Exactly. So it's like simplify the pass plays, get get them like I'd rather have quick, easy passes that get three, four, five, six yards than trying to make ten yard out routes to the sticks and then ended up getting a DB jumping the route. And like, from a scheme like, standpoint, Griff, you're completely correct, too, because it just doesn't make sense because teams are loading the box against you, and, and so you want to throw to the outside, but, like, defenders, are they're playing, like, low zones. Like, you're, you're throwing into, like, these very risky low zones because teams are hanging because all you do is run the football, and you're, you're like, creating more traffic for him, and it's, like, I understand that's, like, Oh, well, you don't want to throw over the middle if they're going to stack the box. It's like, well, sometimes you have to like push the edge of the field though to get them off you, and they just don't want to do that. Exactly. It's it's just situational football, right? Like it's we want them to do different things at different times, but then they try and make those different things the norm, and that's where it kind of pisses me off. I mean, I look at it too with the World Series. I sit there and I'm like, we can play small ball in the World Series. Bunt the ball. Get runners on second and third in scoring position. Like, I'm not here trying to make our offense known throughout FBS that we can create uh, points. But, like... Just just run an efficient game. Yeah, and, like, nobody expected... Nobody expected to win this last game, right? Like, I don't, I don't think mm-hmm. any of us... Nobody expected to win this last game. But, like, have some pride. Try and win. Like, it's crazy at this point. Like, it's just like you wave the white flag basically coming out of the locker room the second half. Like, wh- stay in the locker room at that point. Don't come back out. Because then we could have at least all gotten, like, a, a, two hours of our lives back. Yeah, and they were, only, they were only down 14 at the half, right? It was 24 to 10. Yeah. Yeah, we've you scored 14 points in the fourth quarter before. I really do not understand any play calling that happened in the second half. So well, I think PJ was just like, oh, well, um, let's just try and get out of here healthy. And they still didn't. So, well, see, that's what you think, too, against like Northwestern. And then Darius Taylor has this little, you know, injury and whatnot. It's on, like, on carry 31. On carry 31. It's like, you're not always going to get out early just playing conservative. You play out, you. It has bitten you multiple times this season. Exactly. And it's exactly. at what point do you do you change? He, he, at this doesn't. point, it, he doesn't. He is so stubborn and so set in his ways, which sometimes does work. But when you t- and it's cool that if you want to, this fall team back has on that, like too much can. talent. This team has too much talent to look this inept on offense throwing the ball. I agree. So I, I mean, we just need to simplify the pass plays. We need to balance. Well, the thing is, is I think they've done that. I think they've simplified it because Michigan's all over those plays they've picked. So they know exactly where the ball's going, like because we only run like the same like seven route concepts. Because he he's good at throwing the outside ball because he has an arm, but you don't mix it up at all. Your tight ends are not a, your, your tight ends are not a factor. Which blows my mind. Absolutely blows my mind. Like, you want your tight ends to be efficient in, and productive in running and passing. And we can't seem to use a tight end to save our lives for anything other than blocking. 
And even the blocking isn't always as effective. Because if you line up Michigan's deep defensive lineman personnel and our offensive lineman personnel, I'm taking Michigan's seven out of seven days of the week, and it's not even close. I mean, Michigan won, like, best group in the year of the year, like, yep. two years in a row. Yep. And how many sacks were in this game? A lot. A lot? Yeah. So, like, I know what I said last week in my comments. I'm like, if we don't win the line of scrimmages, and I said we were going to lose both the line of scrimmages, like, that's going to be the end of it. And there it was. Like, if yeah, I mean, you don't they were... know the number, and it's a lot, it's a they were physically outmatched up front all game. Like, was he even getting three seconds in the pocket to try and make a play? No, I mean, like, he's running for his life all game. No. But, like, yep. you're still not doing anything to help him in, during the game. You know what I mean? Like, you're not, like, yep. you're not moving the pocket. You know what I mean? Like, if you do, you do it, like, once, and you never do it again. And it's just, like, everybody knows what your tendencies are at this point. And you're just, you just play into them. And it's just... It just, it baffles me, but like to your point, Griff, PFF's highest graded defensive tackle for last week was Mason Graham from Michigan with a ninety point seven grade. So he had a good day. So I don't know. I just I Ethan needs to have twenty five to thirty passes a game for the rest of the season, and I just don't care. I don't care. Just let the kid throw the yep. ball. Let the, let him get some reps. He needs some reps. He's a rhythm guy. And you, you, you just have to help him. And, and not you just can't give up. Like, you just can't give up for no reason. Yeah. And, I mean, like, PJ like, has mentioned this in press conferences, too. He says, you know, last week you guys thought he was not good. And now you see him this week and he's doing really good. But at the same time, as a coach – if you're only letting them throw 15 times a game, he said that, five completions, you're not helping him either. He said that after Northwestern then, right? Yep. Right? Northwestern okay, yeah, yeah. So, so, yeah, we, we, yeah. we thought he looked good, but you must not have because you stopped throwing. You stopped throwing in the second half. Or did, did he just forget that he completely took Ethan away in the second half? Like, did he just forget that he, like, completely changed the game plan in the second half and had them go back into their shell instead of le letting their eight-for-eight eight with, what, two or three touchdowns and a 200-yards quarterback keep throwing the ball? Like, what What in the world? Who is he kidding? So, I mean, honestly, at this point, I don't even know what to think of our offense moving forward because they could show up or they could, or they could just simply – have another blunder like they did against Michigan. Like our offense is so fragile that like it's it's sad that we don't even have a scheme that is semi consistent and reliable. Well, they don't try to be. Like that's my my issue is that they don't try to be. Like you have more talent than this. This is not like some talentless team that you have to win the game running the ball because you have this dominant running back. You don't have Muhammad Ibrahim anymore. You don't. Your best player is the quarterback, and you got to let him throw. Your best player is probably actually Daniel Jackson, but whatever. But, like, then use him. Like, what? Do, I don't know. It's just, like, you're supposed to play to your player's strengths, not, like, what you think the best way to win a football game is. Because, like, Jim Trussell or whatever is, like, your god. I am not going to argue one point. This is going to be a very interesting buy as well because we are going into the bye week. 
we're already at the halfway Joe Rossi point. says to them in the bye week when he self scouts them. What do you think Joe Rossi says? Because you know he doesn't give a shit. Oh, I know. <laughs> no, 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 no. To like self scouting the offense. Just like, does he even say anything anymore? Is it worth his time if PJ's not going to listen to him? No, I think Rossi goes in and just like goes in on the offense. You know, he's like, y'all suck. He basically. should. <laughs> but but also, he should be going in on PJ. Like, you gave up on these guys. Yeah, I yeah. don't know. They've they've complete they completely give up on the passing game for for like ev- for the slightest reason every game, and it just I don't get it. It's like like obviously Ethan threw two fairly boneheaded picks, but but even then, it's like the run game. The run game isn't an automatic thing. Like you have to, you have to like. There are plays that don't work consecutively, and they they never go away from. You know what I mean? Like they never, they always go back to running. It's like the opposite. It's like they're they're committed to like having an efficient running game, which is good, but they just give up on like trying to pass. It's like so weird because they're like, no, you obviously have to get repetition running the ball to have sustained success running the ball. You have to, you know. You can't just run the ball five times and expect it to work. You just can't run the ball 15 times a game, right, and expect it to work. Well, you can't just throw the ball 15 times a game and expect it to work. Well, I mean, if he makes two boneheaded passes, right, like that's 40% of the passes he even completed today. It's like quarterbacks make boneheaded passes all the time, right? But they might have He's 30, a young quarterback. 30. That's who he is. He, right, he's a young quarterback. But, he's but, he has, but he should have 30 or 35 attempts. Because boneheaded plays are going to happen. Like, he's a You're young quarterback. He's two, three scores all game. Yep. Throw the ball. But I guess it's not. Oh, excuse me. Wow, hold on. What do you think the Gophers' early downs EPA was? Per play? Oh, God. I don't even want to think about it. It's like uh, negative. What's even the scale of yeah, what's EPA? The scale? Is there a. <laughs> So it's 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 basically how many points do you add for every play that you have on the field, right? So you take all your plays and how many points every play in this situation did you add or take away from your team? Oh, I'm gonna say negative. I don't know. Negative, 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 like three and a half. Negative five. Screw it. It's negative point three, but that's like pretty bad. That's think about it. Every play they ran the entire game. They lost themselves 0.3 points. points. Every early down play, which they had 40 of. Ouch. It's just... Because they ran the ball 70% of the time. You gotta ask at a point, when is PJ gonna just be embarrassed with what he's he's, he's putting on the field? I would guess Michigan, but then it doesn't seem like he's gonna change at all. From the looks of it, oh, he changed because oh, that's the best team in the country. It's fine. Let's just on to the next one. Like he was done, he was done thinking about the Michigan game at that. And he, if he, if he doesn't play with any pride, then he doesn't have room to be embarrassed. And the entire fan base is embarrassed about that loss. Yeah, it's not it it's not that you lost, so much it's the better. way it's the way in which you lost. Definitely like yeah. 
I, I have to say, I have to chime in this a little, like, you know, digressing, but I was look, my siblings and I want to go to the Badger Gopher game coming up on Thanksgiving weekend. And I'm looking at SeatGeek and Ticketmaster, right? Have anyone reselling? A lot of fans are already selling their tickets. Good. Like ticket prices that you usually see for $90 to $120 on the Gophers Get ticketing your website. tickets now, people. Yeah. It won't be like that forever. It's, I've seen it gone under $70. Like fans are already kind of done with what the Gopher program is looking right now. I think I think that's an overreaction. That's just true. But again, I, again, that's what I'm seeing and I'm like, Hey, me and my family can get actually saying some good price tickets at the end zone, maybe. Um, but outside of that, like, this is not the like this is not what the fans have signed up for. This is not what they've been wanting to see from what was it three seasons or the last two seasons where we won eight games, right? Plus, you know, getting the axe back, and we certainly after this bye, we have. I thought we had a chance to get Floyd back, but the way how this has been going, I feel like Cade McNamara is going to throw more over this <laughs> Gopher team, and then our deep and their deep and the uh, Hawkeye defense go eat the offense to the point that Floyd Rose is going to stay in Iowa City for another year. So, as you can tell, I am very very pissed. <laughs> oh, did we lose soup? Yeah, we appear to have lost soup. I'm assuming that he'll come back. Oh, he there he, there is. he is. You good, soup? I'm back. Hello. He got he got yeah, too back. angry. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny because I was I thought it was Jason, so I was trying to vamp for him. So I said he got too angry. <laughs> huh. Oh. But yeah, I'm going to come back with they had more yards per play passing than they did running, just to let everybody know. I don't get it. I just don't get it. Just saying. That, like, yeah, no, I fully believe you. Yeah, I don't know, but they just. It's just they like. a deep shot to end the half and literally don't try and do it ever again. I don't know. I think we've beat this and, one to death, though. Oh, boy. <laughs> you know, anytime that he gets asked about, you know, playing this conservative style of football he plays, he's going to point to plays like the Daniel Jackson touchdown as like, well, what about that play? Well, PJ, mm. that's just the play that shows us I don't you think can he's, do it. I don't think he's dumb. I don't think he's like... I don't think he looks back on that and is like, that was a good decision. I think he's like, yeah, I got, I, I kind of got lucky there. Um, no, I think he knows he got lucky, but like people are going to ask him, why don't you ever make the gutsy call? He's, gonna, he's just going to lie. It's fine. Like, yeah. It's, it's like, you know, I've got a couple of plays that I've called ever that were gutsy enough that I can point to him and try to cover my ass. Yeah. I don't know. They just, they just wanted to keep running, and it's so weird because, like, I mean, we've I, we've ha- we've we've said about all we can. I think about this one, about like the offensive side of this, like, yeah, I, it, ugh, it's aggravating. I mean... Yeah. Well, let's move so, on. Um, they have the bye. Hopefully, Joe Rossi tells them 
their trash and um they fix it yeah but i still want to touch on some things though because going on to defense like i will say knowing joe rossi and the kind of coordinator that he is he probably game planned the heck to put our players in the best position but my god maverick baranowski and I'll call a spade a spade. I was rooting for him, like, start of the all season. All the linebackers. All the linebackers. Yeah, Maverick and all the linebackers were, like, I don't know what the hell they were doing. They were way out position, missed tackles. And like you said, Soup, I think the last two weeks, when you're, when our linebackers don't tackle and do their jobs well, the defense is wide open. Yeah. yeah. We lose. We yeah. lose football games when the linebackers don't tackle. Yeah. I mean, they had that one play that was on, like, a big third down. They just get, like, a huge throw on, like, a deep over. You remember one, You remember that one? Yeah. And then that's where they end up um, scoring the touchdown, I think, on that drive, where Anthony Smith gets to J.J. McCarthy. And we'll get to you, J.J., don't worry. And I just, like, that guy was wide. Like, he ran wide open in the middle of the field. Like, my buddy looked at me. He goes, I could have thrown it to him. Like, there was no idea within 40 yards of this guy. It was like, what happened? So, I'm sure Rossi is just, like, in like incensed right now. And Rossi's still calling it as well as he can. Yeah, I mean, guys are in position to make plays, and they don't. Like, we get that P.I. call. Remember that P.I. call on that deep ball? I think it was uh, Darius, Darius Green. Yeah. So if he turns his head, he's got better position on that ball than the receiver. That's an easy pick. All he has to do is turn around, and that ball hits him in the lap, and he just dives at the receiver without turning his head. Like, And that's just a young player you know, who got beat and was like trying to recover and didn't want to give up a big play. But like, this defense is very young, and they're making so, so many mistakes right now. And it's just like... It's it it gets rough like when it when it rains it pours with this group you know like you're just begging for somebody to make a play and then it never comes yeah and and that's with I think like the, the veteran talent that we have coming back was mainly in the secondary like I I feel like it was Newbin and Wally and then some guys on the D line but other than that like linebackers are all young the other defensive backs are young. The interior D line is also young. They're like, and the and in the in the defense of the interior defensive line, they did a pretty good job of defending the run. To be honest, like, I yeah, thought they I mean, did a like, pretty good job defending the run. And I just think that in the passing game, like JJ, it was like you know hit your back foot and throw because your dude's wide ass open all game. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't know. I'm not sure what's going to happen further with this defense. I'm hoping Cody Lindenberg comes back, but honestly, maybe he should sit up for I mean, the rest of the season. I mean, guys just need to make plays. Guys just need – I mean, the, oh, the yeah, problem with too. the defense now is we just need guys to, to make the plays. Like, J.J. McCarthy rolls out, gets that touchdown, right? And, like, the DB is there. The DB is there. And he just, like, dives at his feet and, like, gets pushed to the ground. And it's like, dude, what are you – what? You know? Like, what is that? I know they teach you to tackle low, but like a little higher than that would be nice. Yeah, yeah. Maybe look. Maybe maybe look. I don't know. So just diving. But JJ McCarthy, like, so 
they remember that touchdown they threw and they threw the roughing the passer call on Anthony Smith, a true freshman. Mm-hmm. First of all, w- what an atrocious roughing the passer call! Wow. Yeah, extremely bad. Yeah, like that's not late at all. He's like basically getting hit as he threw. And then JJ McCarthy ru- runs down the field with his offensive line. And they get in this kid's face about it. And I'm like, you all know that's not a penalty. You all know that you haven't gotten beat all night. And then this true freshman came in and whooped you for one play. And you're pissed and you're in his face. And you know what? JJ McCarthy might be a good football player, but he's soft. I'm, I'm saying it here. He's soft. Because if you think you can get away with that at the NFL where he will be, he will play at the next level, you think you can get in the face of, like, Miles Garrett and, you know, Khalil Mack and Daniel Hunter and stuff at the NFL level, go ahead. Try. See see where that gets you. Go ahead. He's, yeah, he's we don't even need to talk about, like, the, big... <laughs> the movie. <laughs> Sorry to interrupt you, Bryant. Yeah. No, that's – like, he's, it doesn't even need to be one of those, like – superstar players just literally any defensive lineman or linebacker at the nfl level is not going to take that from you young man i just think it's bush league i mean you're up a bazillion points the game is over you know that's not a penalty you've played football your whole life you know that's not a penalty and just like have you know have some respect jesus like it's this game is over. Like the kid made a play. Like just let it go. I guess not that JJ McCarthy. <laughs> no, I took. I mean, I, I all I'd seen was pictures of him until like watching him really play at this point. I just I don't like him. I just soft looks soft to me. But um, is it safe to say uh, if we're good with defense, are we okay moving on? I'm really dreading. The part where we have to just, you know, once again, eviscerate special teams. But... <laughs> yes, on to special teams. Asterisk, Dragon Kessage. <laughs> is that going to be it? Can we put that on the shirt moving forward? I know there's an NFL scout who is at this game watching J.J. McCarthy and Tyler Newbin, you know, um, and, and saw he saw Dragon Kessich bang a 54 yarder and just went, okay, write that one down. <laughs> <laughs> Got to call boss real quick. But yeah, special teams. Um, I don't know. I don't know where to start. Uh, it sucks. Still. <laughs> Hold but my on breath. A happier note. Let's just praise Dragon. Yeah. There's not a lot of positives to talk about, so we might as well just talk about the positives while we can. That's true. And 54 you know yards is 54 yards, no matter how you slice it. That's true. And I will say this. You know, Mark Crawford's a really good punter when the other team doesn't catch the ball. He's, yeah. And, you know, even when they're catching the ball this season, he's improved. But, sure. you know. He's improved, what, from 39 to 41? Well, yeah, like. Obviously, the the bar was quite low. I don't know. But, it's you just know, like we... if he punts it directionally and away from somebody, if I'm like, okay, as long as they don't catch, if they catch this, it's gonna be really bad for us. But if they let it go, it will roll. 
Like, I, he's good at getting the ball to roll, but, like, teams just catch the ball. It doesn't, like, I'm like, duh, like, they're going to keep doing that. Stop. <laughs> like, just, just punt it as far as you can, see what happens. He's older than me, you guys. He's oh, older I, than me. I'm well aware that, and this is not a guy who's got any shot at continuing to play football after he's done in college. I think we're all on the same page there. He should be now. There's there's really, yeah, no reason that he should be playing now, except for, I don't know, maybe the Gophers just don't have anyone else who can even punt. Give me two weeks. (laughs) I got got four years of eligibility left. I played hockey my entire life. If you don't think I could hit the gym hard for like, Two, I don't know, maybe next season. Or how about next the... season, I would be good. Or how about this? You or think serviceable. I... I would be serviceable at best. I don't want to put more pressure on the kid, but like, Dragon has a leg. Can we not have him no, punt too? Too much. Too much. <laughs> Can too someone much. just give Jacob Calhoun a call? <laughs> See what he's doing? Because Jacob Calhoun's got a little bit of a boot on him. Can we uh, re-sign Ryan Santoso or? No, the eligibility's gone. <laughs> we can just change his name. Easy. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> uh, but then I have to, I want to talk about this then because obviously we always eviscerate the special teams. I feel like almost every episode now, the last, you know, two, three seasons. But do you think it's a failure also on PJ and Rob Wenger for not finding the talent that we need in the specialists? Like, obviously. No, no. They have the talent. They just This is the same thing they do on offense. Just choose not to use it. True. And, you know, we used to yell about it being Rob Wenger's fault. And it's it's just like I'm at a point where I'm like, is it? Yeah, or is the, it PJ? Yeah, because the amount of times we've seen like no, the it's, PJ, it's PJ, yeah, the PJ like shout like shouting it's just matches. Just like the offense, it's PJ. Yeah, like I think Soup mentioned it. Like, I actually got on air. Like you see Rob, Rob going at it with PJ. Like no, let Dragon yeah, kick I think it. That's, <laughs> I think that's normal though. I think that's normal. Coaches in the middle of the game, like guys are passionate. Like I don't think that's that's not that's not that. Oh, okay. That's just like two guys competing who are very. You know, they have a long history together. They're just intense guys. Like, I, I don't think that is, like, a indicative of, of what their relationship is like. You know what I mean? No, I don't think it's indicative of what their relationship is like. But does that mean that, like, is Rob getting overruled in the moment? Are these bad calls? Yeah, yes. That's why PJ? That's, like, that's the same thing I'm saying with the offense is that, like, yeah. he's just saying we're going to run the ball. You know, we're running the ball here first and second down. You know what I mean? Like, like he's yeah. just doing yep. that. That's why he won't. Ki- I mean, like he won't let them in on any of the headset stuff. He won't, like won't let go for video or anybody use like any of the communications for content. Which is like, I don't. What's the point? It doesn't look like you've got this like some secret sauce or anything. It's not like like we all know what you're saying. Run the ball. Yeah, it's just it's it's him. It's like. It's the same thing as offense in this case with special teams. It's like, I don't know why Elijah Spencer isn't out there fielding punts or why Sean Tyler isn't out there. Like, Sean Tyler's out there, but they're not even trying to return any of the kicks. 
And yeah, then, like pick it short, they just still fair catch it instead of like running up and catching it. And it's like I I, I just don't understand. Like like your special teams is not even like a factor in the game for anybody, but you have these players who are good at it that you just don't like one of those at the end of the game, like fell on the goal line and like was very close to like still being in the field of play. You know what I mean? Like it, it, the ball came down right on the goal line and I was like, Oh, and they and were, like, Sean Tyler never even looked at it. He was halfway off the field. <clears throat> Cause that's, that's what they're getting coached to do. They don't. They don't even get coached to look at the football. No, it's if you look at the, you put your heels on the goal line, you look at the football. If it's going to go over your head, you just fair, you just let it go. But it's like the ball comes like, like you have to track the ball still, and like they're just like totally fine with like a touchback every time, and like even the teams like kick it short. Like you don't even try and run up and catch the ball. I don't know. Yeah. But then this is what makes me curious then. Um, say this season ends, right? Like, you know, we have six more games. We probably get, get to like, what, six and six, maybe five and seven. Um, I don't know. Like, I'm just... All right, let's let's calm down. Pull, I mean, let's let's. <laughs> I know, but let's the breaks a little bit. Six wins is still on the table for sure. It is. Seven but wins is still six on the wins table. Is, six wins is the bare minimum. Yeah, but... but it's just that what I am worried about is that we know PJ is stubborn, and he's probably not going to change his ways next season, especially now that we're getting USC, UCLA. Oregon and Washington programs who happen to also be recruiting better than our program and has and, and there's a talent deficiency. I, I'm just gonna say it. And and I think what next year we have Michigan and USC, right? Um, am I missing any major opponents for the 2024 calendar? Ugh, I'm not even there yet mentally, but. I'm like, in my head, I'm, I'm again. It's a stretch and going way far out there, but I don't. I think we we, we I think we praised it early on because PJ got us to that nine, uh, 11 win season in nineteen, and kept us consistent for winning nine games in twenty one and twenty two. But are we getting to the point that like that bar that PJ set? Is Rico gets to the point that's not going to be met, especially with um, the kind of extent. a bar that was a, a bar that PJ you think set, but with the wrong players that weren't his. Like that was the bar set with the kill clays players. Now we're at a bar this year with flex players. Yeah, I mean, I think his coaching has gotten way has gotten in the way of his players way more. Like, I think his coaching is much more of a factor of what is going on here than the talent is. I think they've done a good job bringing in talent, but I think they are just, they just can't get, get out of their own way or PJ just can't get out of his own way. Basically. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
team hurts us. <laughs> Hurt us. You guys know Iowa has thrown the ball more than we have? Yep. That's really sad, especially because Iowa didn't complete a pass to a wide receiver on Saturday. Did, yep. they, did they not? Oh, nope. They, didn't. they legitimately didn't complete a single pass to a wide receiver. Right now they have more attempts than Ethan Kaliak Manis. But he has more yards. Interesting. Oh, boy. I wonder what would happen if we actually, like, put some faith in Ethan. Or, like, let him develop, you know? Yeah. Like, try to just, like, you know, let him develop like and, he's he's and not given any room to make mistakes it's it's between all of us we've been saying it all season on this podcast and i i, I you've you've probably been saying it the most soup but like let him make the mistakes let him put some faith in him to like that like hey maybe you're not always going to have it figured out but we're going to let you go out there and keep trying why yeah, wouldn't we? yeah like, if you get one of those Daniel Jackson touchdowns every 15 plays, you know, why not That's a lot go of for 30? Why not just do 30 and you'll get two touchdowns? And maybe sprinkle another one in there. Who knows? Like, what if he plays well? You ever think of that? Holy crap. Could be a real football team. I, I mean, I think it has to change if they're going to win this season. And I don't think his job is in jeopardy unless the bottom really falls out here to be honest with you so oh yeah, no i don't I see him they... losing this job but i could see though because you know how i feel like i do think it's frustrating though like i do yeah. think you know what i mean like i think i think everybody's on the same page about it yeah but then if pj he's probably not listening to us but Hear me out, gentlemen. <laughs> Let's give one piece of advice from each of us to close out the podcast because this upcoming week is the bye. No games for the Gophers. And then we come back next Saturday for um, the game for the pig. So we'll meet again on Monday. But what is your one advice to PJ? Um, like Again, it can, it can be very pissed off and mad, emotional. I don't care. What is your one advice for PJ himself? to change his best for this upcoming rivalry game to get, hopefully, um, the bacon back. Well, Jason, you just said it right there in your last set. I was going to say, shit, change man. Your you just took my answer. You, <laughs> no, I, I, Wyatt and I are on the same page right now, so I love that. I'm, I'm just so, like, angry about his bullheaded nature and just unwillingness to, you know, try something new or give his team, like, a real chance. The results are bad every time. Fucking come on. I just hate when you have to use someone's advice against them. Yeah. Like, it's something that, like, I completely support PJ, where it's like, change your best, you know, don't let the circumstances dictate your behavior. All these slogans, I'm like, yes, yes. But when you don't follow them yourself, that's yep. when it starts to piss me off. Yeah. Because it's like, I want to believe everything you're saying. I have all the books with all the slogans. 
and I look at them, I'm like, on paper, this is fantastic. But why can't we execute this live in a game? Like, it just absolutely blows my mind. Yeah, and I think what I would say to him is, let it go. Just let it go, dude. Like, like whatever, like, tension you're holding on to and anxiousness you're holding on to that is, like, got you so deep in your head in these games just let go and let the let let your coaches who you like who you hired let them go just let them go and and be the ceo be the man be a be a manager you, you you're too in i think he's too involved like you're, he's ruining the game flow he has no feel for it he's never called plays he has no idea like He's, he, he just needs to let it go. Yeah. Like, the only I, way you're going to ever have a puncher's chance in that game against Michigan, if you even wanted to win, which what a what a wild concept that would be, um, you have to let him just cook through it. You know what I mean? Like, especially going into the half – he he nails a deep shot to his number one receiver, and then you take the ball away from him in the second half. You heard it here, PJ. At a right. certain point, you, you you can hear all these slogans all you want. He can keep repeating them all he wants, but at a certain point, we've seen enough, and we don't believe you anymore. And that's that should be the most terrifying thing possible for PJ that people just don't believe, don't buy what he's selling. Yeah, I don't know. I don't really think that's an issue for him right right now with this team. Like I said, if the bottom falls out, we'll see, but I mean, I think No, yeah, still... like it's not going to happen this season, but you know, you think eventually it's coming. Well, I think what's annoying, like I said, like we said, it's like this and the Carolina game, like there were plays to be made and we missed. You know what I mean? Like that's different. Like there were plays to be made, we missed, we ended up losing. But like everybody saw like, okay, we hung in there for a minute. And, you know, if we just played a little bit cleaner, we, we probably could have had a game there. But, you know, nobody expected to win that one either. That was fine. And this game, the same way. But we just never, it was never in doubt. And you just rolled over. Like you didn't even put up a fight. And I think that's like, and the, and it was to a full stadium. A full stadium showed up, and you just like rolled over. You don't even like try and get the crowd into it or anything. I don't know. It's just I I just don't understand what he's so afraid of. Like literally, this was the worst case scenario, and it played out in front of you, and you still are not changing. He's played to two sellouts now. I and I and I. I stand behind what I said. I do not think Greg Harbo is here to call 50 pass plays or 50 run plays a game. I don't think that's why he's here. I don't think that's why he's quarterback coach. Like, no, I think that definitely, I, I think PJ is, is dictating the game flow too much and it's killing them. And he has to realize at this point that it's him. It's me. Hi, I'm the problem. It's me. Uh, I didn't come to the Vikes game, though. Tough. Uh, uh, <laughs> Ouch. Me sitting here in my Hurtful Vikings jersey. Bear. 
I saw a bunch. There was a bunch of fake news on that. Like people were like, "Oh yeah, she was on the airplane with the whole team." And I told my mom, "I was like, there's no way. Oh there's no, no way Taylor. There's no way she's flying with the entire team. Nope. I think it's a, I think it's a PR conspiracy. But okay. If you want a good laugh, watch Victor the Viking pushing supposedly Taylor Swift's cart and knocking it over. And the caption was, "Shake it off." Uh, yeah. But we digress. Um, We'll return next week uh, for previewing the Iowa game, again, for the Florida-Rosedale. But you probably heard enough of us rant and moan about uh, the state of Gopher football currently. So enjoy your week. Enjoy the fall weather. It is very, very nice. Um, and yep. we'll see you guys next week. But I'm joined by host, Soup. Change your best. Griffin. Change your best and Wyatt change your best and your producer and host Jason L and change your best see you guys next time